Hello, hello, hello. Thank you and welcome back to the Art of Waking podcast. My name is Danan Sa-Ra. And today we have a very, very special guest. And I'm just going to read her bio because it's fucking fantastic. And I want you to meet her. So Leora had been an entrepreneur since the age of 16, doing nails out of her parents' basement. She was one of the top 10 nail techs in Detroit. I have seen the pictures, I can attest, in the 90s. Her true passion was spending time listening to her clients and the connection that they shared. She took this onto New York City, where she became a celebrity makeup artist doing the likes of Rihanna and many others. During her early ventures in the Big Apple, Leora tapped deeply into her calling of listening and empowering others to step into their greatness. She began her company, Goddess on the Go, in 2012 and took her live events to Detroit and Los Angeles. When she became a mom, she knew she no longer wanted to be on the road every three months and became an author to widen her reach. Leora has written two books and has spoken at schools and companies throughout the U.S. She currently works with organizations and private clients to support them around living in their purpose, healing family and important relationships, feeling comfortable in their bodies and knowing that abundance is their natural state. Leora is a trained family constellation facilitator, somatic healer and tantric coach. She's also part of the Detroit Power of You Teens organization that works with girls ages 11 to 17 to empower them through mentorship, entrepreneurship, and supporting them with resources to live a life they feel inspired by. Listen, if you're not inspired by that biography, then you may wish to find another podcast because this one is about to be litty. Everybody, please welcome (laughs) Leora. (laughs) Let's get the party started. Hi, babe. Hi, beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And full disclosure, I have to say, I've worked with Leora. I know of her her magic and and, uh, being a part of her tribe. And uh, this is really about how best can we share our people? How best can we share our friends that are our medicine? Yes. That part, right? And you've been my medicine as well. I've gotten a chance to work with you as well. And that's the beautiful thing, right? About sisterhood is we share knowledge, we share resources, and we share love between the two of each other. Yeah. Support. I mean, there's so much to say. Yeah. And and that is part of the reason why I have you here, because I want to talk about that. But first, just tell us about your work in the world. I mean, we, we, we got a flavor from that. And I mean, I did not know you were, you did Rihanna's makeup. I did. I mean, back in the days, I assisted her makeup artist, but her makeup artist. Listen, you were in the room. Yeah, I was in the room with her. Her makeup artist left her with me all day long. So I had to keep okay. doing her face from five in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. She dropped, she dropped me off in our little, you know, SUV. We would sat in the back seat and chatted and laughed. She's just, she's like a real person. I, I love that. Really, I love that. Really, and really. that is so you to just be like, yeah. Yeah, just drop me off. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Rihanna. But yeah. tell, us, tell us about everything you do. Sure. So I'm a trained family constellation facilitator, somatic and tantra teacher. And I know that's like, what? That's a lot. So it really is a buffet. But each one of those things, right, it feeds off of each other. And going on my own journey, each one of these things kind of like help me see another side of myself that I couldn't see before. Yes. It helped me to heal pieces that were like divinely aligned. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is the next thing for me. And if I would have started, I wouldn't have been ready to start with Tantra or probably even family Because I mean, seriously, that, I mean, that's like deep in. It is. That's like just push you off the cliff into into that work can you talk to us about like somatic yeah Yeah. let's start with somatic so 
the body holds this intelligence and it stores all these emotions, right? That we have no idea what to do with. I mean, we didn't learn about um, how to emote in, in elementary school, in um, middle school and high school, in college. And so we have all these, this full range of emotions that we don't know what to do with. And, and we're like, I'm angry, but I've been taught that I have to be a nice person or I'm sad, but I've been taught that I just need to keep going and push through. Or I got all this joy in my body, but like the world tells me that everyone around me is suffering. So who am I to feel my joy? So what do we do? We push down, we push down, we push down. So with somatic work, I help my clients really give um, the body a language that the mouth cannot express. Mm. Yeah, we don't Mm. always have words to say. I love that. Let's pause on that for a second. To give the body a language that words can't express. That's fantastic. I mean, because we really can't. Like sometimes you, you, I mean, and I'm speaking from my own experience. Sometimes I have been in states that I couldn't put a finger on whatsoever other than I need to move. There's some something, you know, like sound, but it had no words. It it didn't have a word. It may have had a shout. It may have had a sound, like you said. It may have needed to be squeezed or resourced or touched in a certain way, like the back of your shoulder or your neck or, you know, just squeezing the arms coming back into our body. So so many of us are not, uh, which I'll talk about more when we get into the sensual piece of it, but like, so many of us weren't taught about our bodies. We weren't taught how to actually ground our own selves to when the the head is spinning with so many thoughts or we feel overwhelmed by life. We have not been taught that the body is actually a vessel for wisdom and for healing. And we have Definitely. healing within ourselves. We don't always have to go outside of ourselves. It's not always going to be talk therapy. Sometimes we need to actually talk to the intelligence of the body. Yes. Yes. Now, how does that lace into your tantric work? So with Tantra, right? So again, I want to clear this. And I know that's like such an easy question that I asked. And like when you Google Tantra and like even before I started my training, I thought I was like, oh, it's going to be about all this sex and magic and ooh, ooh, ooh. And it was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Wait, I like signed up for this training and it's healing pieces of me that like it wasn't even on my radar to heal. rewriting your sexual story, like taking your power back, like becoming a grown ass human being around your truth about sex, taking parts that were taken away from you. So Tantra actually means woven because it's weaving back the body and the mind that got disconnected through any type of form of trauma, whether that was sexual trauma or physical abuse and when those instances happen like it's like a scissor something starts to get cut off and all those parts numb Mm. in the body Mm. and so when we begin to awaken things like um the inner child having a voice um feeling like there's um like the unspoken uh, needs that weren't met from our parents, our father and our mother, right? Because both of those were uh, represent the the divine masculine and the divine feminine in our lives. And if those aren't healed, how do we? How can we actually feel like we're being supported by those energies in our lives? So there's a lot of balancing work. It's so. 
Well, it's layers. It's layers. And we are layers. And we are full of so much depth. But a lot of times we just try to hit the surface. Yes. Um, because the 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 body, the brain, excuse me, not not the body, mm. the brain is telling you that there's some easy, quick fix. You know, there's like, oh, I'm just gonna go to one therapy session or I'm oh, just yeah. oh right yeah. or I'm just gonna go see this one, you know person who I, who I heard can support me around my mental health. And there's so many different layers of who we are as, as human beings that, you know, we've tried to push away and start instead of bringing like compassion and acceptance and, and exploration. Like, what if you actually got curious to who you are? What if you got curious to there's deeper pieces of me? And as I begin to discover and connect with these deeper pieces of me. What I do is I actually form a deeper relationship with myself. Mm. And that's self-love right mm. there. And that journey never ends. And I think people need, or I don't want to say need, if we could reframe that from thinking that there is something wrong with you. Yes. Or there's something you need to change or need to fix or you're broken or you're damaged. I mean, we all come into the world, which I'll talk about that next with the family constellation. We come yes. into the world with so much, you know, through our families, we come in through so much through our environments, you know, and if we don't, you know, look, if we don't seek those things out, what they do is they end up becoming burdens and crutches in our lives yes. that we know and we can feel that there's something there, but until we actually shine a light on it and say, oh, that's that. Mm -hmm. or, oh, wow. I can see something new here. Or I opened up some space in my body because a lot of times what happens with traumas is the nervous system gets locked up and blocked yes, yes. And so all these opportunities and all this good and all this love and abundance wants to come your way your body is like it's yes actually physically repelling the stuff in our lives that we want excuse me my nose is running winter be yes. over um here it is moving i mean that's that's, that's oh, one of the oh look at that nice but uh, <laughs> that's one of the beautiful things about um, healers and and the work that you know you come into. Once you become a vessel for the light, a vessel for spirit, you your nose is gonna run. You're gonna burp. You're gonna like have all burp. kinds of things. All, yeah. <laughs> all of that. You're gonna be gassy. So, listen, okay. get used to. It. Get used to it because it's a Get form of release. It. You're releasing energy. Yes. So I've burped. I was in my energy healing training program when I was like pregnant. I, they thought I was like making, trying to make everybody <laughs> laugh because I just couldn't. I was like burping uncontrollably with a few farts in there. Like I just couldn't. My body was just doing what it needed to do. And exactly. like, Exactly. The body knows much better than they think. <laughs> let's let's just say that a part of this healing journey is taking the masks off. It's not about perfection. It's not about looking good. You know, yes, does it actually we like that? We like it, looking it, good. Right? It and, actually, and it does. It does bring your um, it does actually bring your physical beauty out, right? Because we radiate from the the inner to the outer yes yes so people can see your joy they can see your grief they can mm -hmm. see your anger they can see all of your things coming out so like it's messy but yes. it's fine that way because when we let other people see us and witness us that's a piece of our healing and it's also part of what human connection really is we all want to feel yeah we connected we all want like wow that story or wow i 
like, I know she just like, she had that ugly cry and I know she let something go in there. Wow. That is so incredibly beautiful and sacred. Like, yes, those, yes. The, 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 the thing that you thought was beautiful, like the perfect hair and the perfect makeup and the perfect fashion and all of that stuff. Like, yes, that is part of beauty. Mm -hmm. but, like, beauty is there's depth in it yes and, yeah yes yeah. now you talked about in the tantric work and even you mentioned it in the somatic work that support right the framing of support and how important that is to have you know to be to the feeling of being propped up by something greater than you uh, whether that's, you know, feminine or, 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 or masculine, which is a big part of your family constellation work. Can you talk a, a little bit about what that yes, is? Yes, yes. So when people hear the word constellation and including myself, I was like, is that a, that's got something to do with the stars, right? right. Like, <laughs> that's definitely astrology, right? And right. no, a constellation actually is, the energetic system that we share with our family. Mm -hmm. So if you ever have felt like you are carrying the weight of, you know, somebody else or something else, like that feels heavy or you feel like, wow, no matter, no matter how many different Tinder dates I go on, I keep dating the same, the same person. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times we don't realize like what our families that came before us carried. I mean, there's so much, there is uh, slavery, colonization, there's Holocaust, uh, there's infidelity, abuse, addiction, abortion, um, early deaths in a family. All anytime there was a trauma in our family, it um it delayed something in our family system and everybody feels it, whether they no matter what their reaction is, it's an energy, it's a heaviness, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. You can physically mm -hmm. feel it in your body and in your energy field. And so a lot of us think because sometimes, you know, some of my clients are 50, 60 years old and they've been carrying that energy with them their whole life, that that starts to really become what they think is their reality. Right. And so although we think that our families want us to be just like them, and we become just like them in a lot of ways. They do not want us to suffer mm -hmm. in the ways that they did. They really want us to do it differently and do it from our highest selves. When we choose this pathway, right? It not only heals us, it also heals them because they weren't able to have that healing. They weren't able to overcome that challenge. And so in this healing work, we do your uh, ancestors are actually giving you the permission to move forth. Mm -hmm. And when you get done, it feels like you lifted a weight off. It's not something, you know, I can, I can talk to you for hours about it, but it's something that the body has to experience. And you're breathing, you're speaking, and you're part. I'm not just facilitating the healing. You are also facilitating the yes. healing as well. Well, I mean, I can say that. I've witnessed yes. mm -hmm. facilitate um, constellations for other people. And it is so masterful what you do because of the fact that it is so many moving parts to each person's story. And to be able to give voice to those parts that most need a voice, to pinpoint that quickly, efficiently, and in a manner that brings the room together. Like 
sister girl, you are masterful at that work, like beyond, like beyond, beyond. The, the amount of movement that I saw with my own etheric eyes that happened in those spaces, the, the amount of, of energy that moved off of people to that you could see it, masterful, masterful. And I mean, yes, I want everybody to like visit, <laughs> visit this work, visit Leora, find your own family constellation uh, uh, practitioner. Uh, but find one that, you know, has uh, some skin in the game as far as they know the work because they've been the work. Um, so I just wanted to, to thank you, like, just for, for the work that you do in this world, um, because so many people are waking up now to, wait a second, there's something greater for me. I want to find it. Yeah. And the work that you do in the world helps people do that. So I just want to thank you on behalf of myself, because I have been, <laughs> I've had a constellation uh, with, with Leora. Three, actually, because we did one on money. We did yeah. one on um, feeling supported and we did one on love. And that right. was a doozy. And, and don't forget, you also, you actually did five because you were also a representative in two people's constellations. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then five yeah. constellations and you've gotten to see what it feels like, you know, to just receive your own and also be a representative. So for people that want to know what a representative that is when I'm doing group constellations, um, people sometimes are chosen to represent somebody's ancestor. And when you're in like this energetic field of the family, you take on the feeling of the ancestor. You can read, and it really helps to um, bring information so that the it's, healing- It's crazy how, how that whole thing works because as someone else is represented, and I won't get into the detail of, you know, what actually occurred, but just the feeling of it and feeling that person's father present with me, yeah. moving through me on behalf of my sister in that moment. Yes. That yes. to me was, and I got the goosebumps now, like even like thinking about it and 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 pu pulling myself back into that experience. It is really masterful, masterful. It is, it's masterful. And like what what I love about it um is that like you are seeing somebody else's, um, somebody else as a representative, you're seeing them step in and feel the emotions that maybe that ancestor never, they never got to grieve for their, you know, child that died early, or they never got to grieve for the, um, for the, the marriage that broke apart sometimes yes. even expressing anger right and again because the energy is is uh the energy system is shared in the family that healing then comes forth to the client who is receiving the constellation yes. and everybody gets healing in it that is so true that i mean and I mean, you can look at testimonials from, you know, different practitioners that have, you know, that are in this work as far as, you know, after it's it's done and people send in messages like, I got a phone call from my father that I haven't spoken to in 30 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, my sister came like to see me and I haven't spoken to her since ba da 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 Or, you know, my dad called and said, I'm sorry or whatever. Like I've seen, witness for myself, like that, that is what that work is all about. Absolutely. I mean, I'll share two quick client stories. Mm -hmm. One, Please. one of the, I'm going to share a recent story and I'm going to share um, my story from my very second constellation when I was literally practicing. Sorry, my mm. nose is running. I'm really That's okay. Well, let's give a check because. Uh, for some reason, they've decided to mow everybody's grass around me. Is the, the sound is good? You're good? Okay. Not, okay. I hear nothing but you. Okay. So. Fantastic. Fantastic, <laughs> darling. Um, 
So a recent client, yeah. one of my clients. So I also want to say, although a lot of my company is called Goddess on the Go, and I did start off with just working with women. I worked with, I work with women. I work with men. I work with teenagers and I work with children. So everybody, the, everybody is welcome. So, um, one of my clients, she got a constellation for her fiance as a gift on new year's Eve, this, this particular new year's Eve. And in that constellation, um, we worked on some things, some relationships with family members. Um, and uh, this client especially had some unresolved uh, things with a particular family member. And this particular family member, who is actually his father, um, reached out to him like 15 minutes before New Year's and wished him a happy new year. So that was January, uh, December 31st. Okay. Then I get a text message about three weeks ago. Oh, the father found their address, called them was outside the house, came to see uh, my client. And they had this amazing conversation um he has children from another marriage as well and him and the father are actually going to go down together to see his sons and they really talked about um healing like healing this past down grief and anger and things that are unresolved and like really talk about doing it differently for the the next for these young ones that are coming up and I just was like wow yeah wow so I love that so things about the constellations for people to know is like after you finish a constellation like you definitely feel lighter you've released a whole lot in the practice yes and a constellation can actually take. So my my other friend who doesn't, her teacher told her that a constellation can actually take up to two years for the process. Wow. Everything to move through. Everything to move through. So then this is wow. this is just my second client that I ever did. Who when I tell you, I was like, all right, y'all, like. I'm practicing, so don't judge me. Like, <laughs> yes. I pray it works out for everybody. I pray, I pray. So it actually, it was one of the actually most powerful constellations I've done. Yes. And in this particular constellation, um, my client came to me. Her, her uh, original issue was... Um, she wanted to be in a healthy romantic relationship and she kept dating uh, unemotional men. Mm, mm -hmm. So she came in and what we had discovered was that she was in the process of buying her mother an apartment. She mm -hmm. didn't even have her own apartment. So she was pouring all this energy into her mother. Mm -hmm. How could a partner step in? right mom was taking the partner's role yeah so immediately after the constellation she stopped the sale six months later oh by the way she had never met her father mm. had no information on him had no way the mother pretended that she had no information didn't remember anything about him mm. So she was like, okay, six months later, my client was married. She met her partner. Um, um, in three weeks, they were engaged. She met. Oh, her. wow. She said, Leora, he, he just, he's, I just knew. 
I and just the one is the one, the no, one is the one, right? Right. It was, she was like, there was no doubt. He's like, nobody I had ever mm-hmm. met in my life. That's amazing. In that same month, she had done 23 and me two years, by the way, two years before. Yeah. She got a hit that um there was a oh, match on her da- for her daddy. No, for just somebody in her family. Oh, sorry. I'm- I'm too excited. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. <laughs> so she reaches out to him on Facebook because she's like, oh, uh, you know, I found him on Facebook. Great. He never reaches back out, but she notices that one of her girlfriends is friends with him. She reaches hmm. out to this girlfriend. The girlfriend said, oh, I think I know who your dad is. One year one day before the year anniversary of her constellation, she met her dad for the first time. Come to find out he's an entrepreneur just like her. I mean, so beautiful, right? And and then we did a whole other constellation because, you know, things change and her and her um, husband were having a problem uh, uh, conceiving. Mm -hmm. And we did a, we cleared just some things about like what she saw in her childhood, what was role model to her as a mother, like all of those fears, right? And literally, no lie, three weeks later, the girl was pregnant. And oh, wow. she gave birth to twins. Sorry, that's not, oh my gosh. I mean, oh I this work. The work work. It's not me. It's work, work. like what happens in your family's energy field when it gets cleared and what can then come through. Yes. I really, I look at it as a co-creation with your ancestry that has always been around you. Yes. Looking for an opening, right? But you've been too angry and pissed off to let it in. You've been like this, this has been my reality for so long. And it's like, we, we really as human beings, like we can choose to stay resentful and resigned about things in our lives. And we can be so right that things will never change. Or we can just be like, right. I'm going to take a leap. I'm really terrified. I don't think it'll work. Like, <laughs> I'm, and I'm willing to try something different because what I've been doing over and over again for all of these many years hasn't changed. Yeah. So let me just. Let me take a chance. Let me open the door and see what might be on the other side for me. Yes. Now I have to ask you about, because a lot of of my, um, I don't know, audacity, my sexual audacity lately has come from you. Hmm. So I really want to ask you about women and pleasure. And how can we do better? Because, and I'll just say a little story. Um, I went on retreat with Leora and we had this practice where all the ladies in the, on the retreat, we had to dance in front of each other and like dance, dance, like, like dance, like, like, <laughs> like being embodied, yeah. embodied dance, right? And I remember being so like uncomfortable with that. Like from a, I don't like my body. I'm not comfortable with my skin. Um, She looks better than me. Uh, You can make fun of me or like, this is gonna be somebody's laughter for later. Like what all the dialogue, right? That was running. But ever since that day or ever since that retreat, sis, Come on, tell me, tell me. I have like 
been easing more and more into the audacity of my own pleasure, of my own self, right? To where like you go and you buy a nice piece of lingerie and I'll just stare at myself in the mirror for a while or I'll put on some music and be like, okay, what, what would Leora do? W-W-L-D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get bracelets made. No, I'm just kidding. You should, because it's like, how can I embody more of my femininity? Because I realized, you know, through my journey, I had to to lay in my masculinity for a very long time and my wounded masculinity to where like, I have to bring in the money. I need to protect myself. I need to make sure that I'm, you know, counting seven steps ahead. I need all of these things, right? To then like be paused by this very uh, feminine goddess that's asking me to lean into my sensuality. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? What did you say? <laughs> so can you talk? A little bit about that and like the seizing that you see in the women in your groups when you ask to embody a practice like that. Because I'm sure I'm not the only one that like just straight like went, really? Are you sure you want me to do this? Like, yeah. You want to do this duty? Really? <laughs> tell, tell us, please. Listen, I think... For so many women. I mean, listen, I am not an overnight story at all. Like I myself struggled with that at the very beginning because, you know, we live in this patriarchal world and so many women are felt the felt this uh, superwoman complex where we have to do everything by ourselves. And like this whole world, of like better or more, or we have to be producing. And so like, if we can even lay those, those words to rest about better or doing more, and we can even start like, just as, as rest being a space of pleasure, right? Because we're always going and we're wired to give to everybody else, but ourselves. I mean, quick little story you if you can see this cut on my finger yeah 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 this cut on my finger was from not asking for help mm. this spring got cut stuck it opens up on this ow and I was picking up a water jug and instead of asking somebody for help which I could have asked a complete stranger and they would have, I'm sure they would have helped me. And that thought went off and I was like, Oh, I got this. Hmm. So first, when I lift the jug up, the ring caught, I had to lean down and get snow off the ground, like oil to like, <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, what can I use? <laughs> right. And then, and then I'm carrying the jug. Instead, again, asking for help. I'm like, oh, I think I can make it instead of, and my body was like, you need to stop and take a rest. No, mm -hmm. no, I'm going to make it three more steps. What happened? The jug of water falls out of my hands. I didn't realize it was fragile. I'm talking about one of these. Oh, right. water jugs. Yes. Water goes everywhere. So like, even though, I've been doing this work for a long time. Even I go through those hard wirings of, I got this. Yeah. I will, I will do this by myself. And so the next day I bought a massage table and I actually asked for help to bring it up. And I was like, right. Asking for help. You don't have, so it's like the awareness. So let's, let's, let's talk about this though. Yeah. So the whole thing with, with pleasure is like, it's not an overnight journey and there are layers to it. 
And everybody has a unique relationship to what is pleasurable for us. Mm -hmm. And if your body and your head is like disconnected and it's spinning, we can't even hear what our, what pleasure is, what it needs. And it's like, it's like this appetite that, that it needs gentle allowance and practice to build. Mm -hmm. And if, if pleasure is rushed, like she can't see the gifts that are right inside of us. Like looking outside, you can't see like, we're here in the Midwest. We're like going into spring and like, you can't see the tree buds. All what you see is the branches. You can't see that there are things that are starting to bloom and come to life because you're depleted and you're taking care of everybody else and your body is completely worn out. Your nervous system is fried. Mm -hmm. So we need to give permission to learn, to discover our bodies slowly. And sometimes it's just like, Closing your eyes, feeling the pulsation in your fingertips. You know, we can all do this together, right? Noticing where you might be feeling heat. Noticing if there's any tension. We don't even take time to notice our own bodies because we're going so fast and so when we begin to start to slow down we can start to hear not from here though we can hear and I really want to talk about we hear from the womb space as women yes and for those that are uh, listening to the podcast and uh, you weren't watching what Leora was was referring to is listening from our the depth space that womb space heart space uh, like listening from your pussy <laughs> like <laughs> for lack of a better term than no. focusing solely on the mind yes yes absolutely like pussy is always speaking to us. And we as women have been so disconnected. Even hearing that word can trigger things for a lot of women. Well, I'm sure. I just right. Yeah. No, I won't. No, let's talk about that because a lot of people will turn the podcast off when they hear something like that because that word is such a trigger for them. Yes, but it's because it was taken from us and turned into something a word that was dirty. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of realizing if we go back into ancient African culture, like the pussy was worshipped. Yes. And she's still around the world at the top of buildings, you mm-hmm. know, like. Listen, the greatest thing I ever heard was that in R- Rwandan culture, it is common to like that the man knows how to make their woman squirt. And if they don't, that's a problem. Like it's common. Yeah. And that comes from- (laughs) That comes from pussy worshiping and there's nothing wrong with that. But women have to learn how to know how to do that by themselves as well too. It's so important that you love on her and listen to her because if you listen to her, she will tell you exactly what's in your pleasure and what's not. She will be like, oh, really? It's not actually in your pleasure to go hang out with that person. Mm-hmm. It's actually not in your pleasure to take that opportunity. Right? And you'll start hearing the things that are in your pleasure. Yes. And like, she is such a, a compass and really our intuitive guide. And so the more that we listen to her, talk to her, pay attention to her, um, even touch her at times, it doesn't always mean self-pleasure. Sometimes it's putting your hands on her and like grounding her. Yes. Yes. 
or yes. putting hands above her and even asking her if she wants to be touched. Yes. That's another piece is that sometimes we're so wired to just go to self-pleasure. And listen, how many, what was the study that was like most people uh, self-pleasure now solely to sleep? Hmm. It's not even for pleasure. It's like, I need the release the re it's in order the release. to go to sleep. <laughs> But what pleasure is different from is that it's not always about the release. It's a yeah. pleasure is about enjoying the moment. It's not about uh, getting to a goal. The destination. Yes. It's really like, how do I actually enjoy? How am I stroking? How am I touching? How am I pouring love and pleasure into myself? And so- yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, pleasure can come just from us having this conversation. I find yeah. such pleasure in our connection whenever we yeah. talk. And like women, we share just being around each other. We give off the um, chemical oxytocin, which is the bonding um, hormone that happens when you actually have sex. So mm -hmm. we feed each other a lot of times as women. And I think that's also why it was so hard during the pandemic for so many women, especially because we're so used to gathering and being in community and stuff like that. And when that was taken away, it's like, it was almost like losing an appendage. It was, it was, it was, I think we are definitely just, we're still reeling from that along with 2020. Like it's, it's it's a lot for human beings like we're we're coming into a whole like a new reality that will never be the same we will never go back like before like 2019 pre-pandemic yeah. that part is over and like I think a lot of us haven't even grieved that part mm -hmm. we're still going back and trying to like reach for familiarity well, we're trying to recreate what we lost. We're trying to reestablish connections that are gone. We're trying to reestablish like uh, these linkages to our past self or like pieces that we didn't get to enjoy. And we feel very slighted. Well, you know, you're pissed off because I was supposed to be able to do this. I should be here by now. Or like they stunted my growth or Whatever the thing is, right? There's a lot of reconciliation happening um, there is. across the board. There is. There, is. there. This is like I don't. I think this is like a prime time for people to really dig deep into healing because, like we were talking about, it's so layerous. Now it's not just been your family and like life lifing. It really is like we've been through a pandemic where we lost a big part of the human population. And that is impacting our grief, I think, in ways that we don't even acknowledge. I think collectively, we're mm -hmm. all carrying some grief together. Something, something. And on that note, how can people find you to work with you um, if, if they have been... Um, sparked in any way shape or form and what offerings do you have on the table now that they could take advantage of yes so my website is goddess hyphen one word on the go.com got it um, and so you can just fill out a form right there um you can do an exploration call with me to see like is it family constellation work uh, right now, I'm doing what are customized VIP sessions where it might be a mix of family constellation and somatic healing. It's just not one thing. So it's 90-minute VIP sessions. Again, men, women, children, I can do them virtually um, or in person. And then- We're um, in Detroit. I'm in Detroit. Mm -hmm. yep. And then- the other thing I have is a six-month program called the Goddess Magnetism. And this is for people who really thrive in healing in community and is really working on um, parts of connecting deeper with your purpose, um, healing, 
relationships, um, connecting to parts that have been like cut off around love and abundance. And it is, like we said, getting deeper into feeling free in your sensuality. Yes. And you said that was six months. Six month program. Six month program. So you got it here. Um, you can check out Leora's work, like she said, at goddess-onthego.com. She's also on Instagram at goddess on the go and TikTok. The number one. With the number it. one. And you'll find all of that information below in the description box. But I just want to, one last thing. Um, uh-huh. What what do you feel like is one thing that we can all do that would help us embody more of ourselves? And I know I just put you on the spot. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> for me, for me and a lot of my clients, uh, music without performance, like turning on a song that um, emotes something that you normally, like a lot of times we're so used to listening to music and dancing in the mirror and it's all performative, or we listen to just sad songs and we reminisce. But when we actually hear um, certain sounds and then we close our eyes and we go in and we ask the body to just move with the music. Yes. It can move out all kinds of emotions that um, we normally don't give ourselves permission to feel because like I said, we're going at 90 90 miles per hour with our foot all the way down on the pedal. (laughs) So this helps us to slow down. It helps to listen. Um, Again, the body has answers that the head doesn't and we don't need to analyze every single experience like even after we move we don't have to say so like what did I just move out yes yes Yes. trusting like trusting the process trusting that your body uh moved out whatever it needed to that that was just a, a a time for you to be with the body and let the body do its own magic. Yes. Ah, thank you for that. Thank you, Leora. You're welcome. You're welcome. I also have a Spotify. So uh if you need inspiration, if you need inspirations uh for playlists, I'm at Leora Edut. Got it. And we'll put that in the description box as well. well we're all gonna jam together. We're all going to jam together. Ah, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. This was so awesome. Amazing. And again, you can find Leora at goddess-onthego.com. Goddess on the go one on uh, Instagram (laughs) and TikTok. And uh, please dance along with us on Spotify. I love you all. Thank you, Leora. Until next time.